Hi y'all, this is A Cup with Joe and I'm Jordan Schlacey. On this episode, I'll be pocketing interview style with Stephen Curtis and Patrick Thibodeau of Fairway Independent Mortgage. Skinny vanilla latte. <laughs> and Patrick? Same thing. <laughs> I have a... What did I order? Passion An tea. An iced passion tea. So, Patrick, welcome to the show. Steve, you too. Before I get started, I wanted to thank y'all for coming. Thank oh, you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> so I'm just going to jump right in with your story, Patrick. Why don't you tell me your, about yourself and your life outside of work? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so I'm fairly new to being a loan originator with Fairway. I was a software engineer for 18 years and um, always laughed when my wife would walk down the hallways and see me with my outgoing personality. I was always uh, the social person, the social organizer, the loud clown in the office. And, um, and see me at the computer uh, typing code all day long and with everybody else and she she said Patrick how did you with your personality end up writing computer code and I'm like I don't know but it was uh, it was fun for for a while but when you're such a people person um, it starts wearing on you you know because uh, I was just sitting on the computer all day every day typing computer code and I wanted to be around people and uh, just have a little bit more flexibility and so um, so yeah so I decided to make the switch um, outside of that I I am uh, heavily active in ministry. I was a full-time youth pastor for a while and uh, I was over at kids ministry and just did a lot of outreach events. Uh, coached my son's uh, uh, soccer team. Uh, but yeah, but just, you know, like to have fun, like to uh, hang out with my wife and my kids and, uh, you know, just make good memories, you know. And so that was part of the reason I wanted to switch to this was to just the freedom to, to experience a little bit more than I was. What was the last vacation you went on? Oh, so the last one we went on was we took my young kids uh, skiing for the first time. And my, I think my daughter, she's the brave one. She's eight and her older brothers are uh, 12 and 11. And so she is fearless all the way. And so she was out there on the slopes just doing fine. Uh, my older my older son's like, I hate this, and went back to the room the whole time. And uh, my middle one, he could just hardly stay on his feet. And so I was, uh, you know, fussing out. I'm like, come on, you can make that hill. But then he went straight down the hill. He was terrified afterwards. So, so it was still fun, but it wasn't the greatest experience. Yeah. But I, uh, it was just yesterday I said, hey, when are we going to go back skiing? All the kids were, no! <laughs> Well, um, every time like I introduce Steve to you, uh, every time I'm on the phone with somebody, I say, hey, Steve is right here with me. He's the best branch manager on the planet. And what do you usually say to that, Steve? I'll try to live up to that. <laughs> uh, no, but see, um, one thing that I have learned, there is so much knowledge that goes into this industry um, that you, when you switch to this profession, a support system is everything and uh, the ability to find answers to one of a million questions that come up on a daily basis and so um, 
when I switched careers, my cousins two hours away uh, brought me on, but just if it would have been different if I was there in person, but being two hours away, working from my home, uh, trying to get everything through phone calls, it just it just didn't work out. I mean, you really need to be in the office with your you know with your support system, and so uh, with that not working too well. Um, I knew I had to make a switch, but I was determined to not hop back into the same scenario. So um, through that year of doing it, I was recommended to a lot of different companies through realtors such as yourself who have great experiences with other lending companies. And so I ended up purposely going and seeking those people out and interviewed with six different companies. And out of those six, it was funny because Steve was actually the first person I talked to on the phone out of all six and then by the time I had my in-person with him like two weeks later I had already talked to and met with every other uh, company but everyone I met with just see I'm, I'm strong in leadership and you can a leader can recognize a leader from a mile away and so from the first phone call I had, I had with him I kept rooting for him like you know everything that I, I mean all these are great companies and do a great job but it was just something I could hear it in his voice and the things that he was saying and no, nobody else was saying um, on that phone call so when I went to him last in person ended up being with him for four hours in person and it was everything that I wanted it to be everything from because um, everything falls on the shoulders of leadership and it was such a cool experience to not only see what all uh, fairway does from leadership all the way up to the top to the CEO all the way down their structure is just different but um, but out of those four hours, there was two hours where he brought in another loan officer because I wanted to see what a, a peer would say. And so so he was there, you know, his name was Denzel, and he was there just talking, talking, talking about how awesome it is. And I remember this moment, this kind of sums it all up. So Steve had to take a phone call across his desk. And while he did, Denzel kind of like leaned over to me and was like, you know, whispering, you know, just joking around saying, I would never say this in front of Steve. Don't want to give him a big head. But he says, do you know what the key to all this is? It's that guy right there. When you think of leadership, think of him. And I, and I said, oh, it's funny you say that because when the first time I talked to him, I went back and tell the whole story again, but it really is true. So he is a strong leader and he's got the best team out of all of Fairway. So I'm just thankful to be here. And it has proven uh, to be better and better as I've been on board. So Steve, I love you, man. <laughs> Bromance. <laughs> Bromance. So you've been there for a few months. How's it been? I just hit my 60-day 60, 60 mark, and the support that I've gotten from, I think he'll talk about uh, this a little bit later on, but um, what's uncommon in this industry is Steve doesn't, as a branch manager, doesn't do his own loans, so he dedicates his time to help me and to help other loan officers on his team. So just that 60 days worth of getting him multiple times a day in person when I go down to the office, I mean, his responsive is amazing, but then also, too, and Steve, I'll let you talk more of uh, the infrastructure of like the national processing to the in-house processing. Uh, just every department is just excellence. They scream excellence and integrity and speed, and so um, and they're 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 just amazing. So awesome. it's been great. <laughs> Thanks. So Steve, please tell me about how your company is different than other companies. Well, I think it really just comes down to the heart of what we believe in. Everybody can close loans. Everybody can close loans on time, or they're not competitive in the market. I think where Fairway is different is just the mentality. You know, we we talk about to be on the team, you have to be humble, hungry, smart. You know, one of our other things is you know, faith, family, Fairway. 
so when you have these things that are important and they're not just things we say they're things that we live I think that um, the kind of team and the kind of teamwork uh, and it, it that you can have organically and, and, and the synergy that you can grow makes it easy to be a leader. Um, I, uh, I love Richard Branson. I think he's a great leader. I pay attention to a lot of the things he says. Um, Ryan Holiday is a great writer. I like to read his books as well. He's got a new one coming out, so <laughs> you should check it out when it comes out. But you just take little things as you go through your work life. You take little things and you implement them and, and you listen to the smart people around you. You know, I'm not the guy that tells them what to do. I let them tell me, you know, what we need to do. And I think that that same principle is top down at Fairway. You know, it started by a guy that was a loan originator. So he knows the... the the trials and tribulations we go through as as loan officers and he built the company on the backbone of support to the loan officer they're our first line of defense so instead of having a really good third line of defense he wants to have a really good first line of defense and i've just never been um with a group that saw it that way you know i've always thought that it makes sense for things to be that way but i've just never lived it and I think that they've just done a really good job of adopting that culture. Awesome. So selling points, I know you have a really awesome app. Besides your, you can explain your app, but besides your app, what else are those like tangible selling points? So things that you can see, obviously we offer good rates. We have very low fees. Um, just ease of application. The number one thing for me, anytime anyone wants to make a change or anytime someone wants to do things a little different, I, my first question is does it change the experience of the buyer at all because if it affects them at all in a negative way we just don't do it if we can ever affect it in a positive way then we implement a change but i just i i I do everything with the mindset of ease of experience and never changing the loan officer's experience or the customer's experience. It always should be the same. doesn't matter if it's Patrick or one of the other 19 people on the team. They should be able to put in an application and get the exact same level of service with the exact same expectations every single time. And as long as we can continue to do that, that's tangible. That's something that you as a realtor or Patrick as a loan officer, um, you can grab onto and say, this is why. This is the reason that you use this team. There's a, and, and there's a lot of teams within Fairway, but our group is, uh, is just really strong, you know? And, and, and when you take a strong group and you put a strong company backbone behind it, it's just, a, it's just a recipe for greatness. And I feel like, I feel like that's what we're doing. Um, I can get to the app. You know, you mentioned the app. I think it's a great leverage tool, even for realtors. You know, when you're out in the field and you need to do a calculation, it has a great calculator on it. You just slide it. You can even do tax rates, insurance rates, everything, and get a true payment, even with mortgage insurance. So it doesn't matter what kind of loan you're doing. You can get within a few bucks of what that's really going to be. I know that in the past I've had realtors call me five, six different times while showing houses. What would the payment on this one be? But now they're empowered to do it right then and there. And it makes the buyers feel more at ease with them too. Man, they've got it together. They can get me the answers very quickly. Um, But basically, you can do the entire loan 
um, with the exception of some things you have to actually sign um, through the app. I mean, you can provide your documents through the app and it's all encrypted and protected. Um, you can do your application through the app and it's very intuitive. It's not a, a, it's not a, a regular website that you have to pinch and, and zoom to fill it out. It just asks you a few questions and scrolls to the next page. It gives automatic updates uh, to the borrower every time their loan moves through the system as well as the realtor. And it even allows um, the loan officer and realtor to co-brand a little bit. So if your brokerage is not the most tech savvy, you can appear to be without having to spend the money. You know, there's a lot of independent brokers out there that are great that haven't been able to spend the money on technology yet. And we're giving them the tool for free um, as a way to just kind of leverage technology and I just everybody I've ever set up with the application uh, whether it be realtor or borrower once they understand it and they and they can see the functionality of it they love it it's customizable with the realtors to a point to where we can even put your listings to where they can say you know see these listings or go to my listings and hit the button and it goes right there so it just kind of keeps them in the ecosystem that's really cool so Y'all, your company reminds me of like that Staples easy button. <laughs> it just seems like, yes, there's typically tons of stress around home loan, the home loan process and the home buying process. But with y'all, I'd like to think that you're my easy button in my pocket. I worked with y'all and the three most amazing things that have stood out to me is your customer service and your availability and then the knowledge and the support system that you have in house. Why don't you talk about those Things, Patrick. Yeah, sure. Um, so one thing that I learned when I was my wife and I was buying my house, and I had the bad experiences, was I realized in this game, question marks in the bar in the client's mind is a bad thing. Anytime there's a question mark, and that happens on a daily basis, like where are we? Well, can I do this? Well, will this hurt? Well, you know, we're getting close on time, or we? And it's just constant. Uh, when you get sent a loan estimate that has 800 numbers on a piece of paper, um, I remember not having a clue, because how often do, does someone buy a home? I mean, like three times in their entire life. So so they, they're not educated on this process, nor should they be, and you know? And it changes, so yeah. And uh, so I remember, you know, and it's just kind of to, uh, based on your upbringing, you're kind of like, like taught like everyone's out to get you and the banks and everybody's are just out to get you and and you know they're just looking for a way to rip you off so when I got sent a list of a hundred different numbers you know, I, I, I took it as a, a confusing thing like they were just trying to show me too much stuff just to rip me off somewhere and I didn't know what any of those numbers meant and I remember asking questions and every time I would get off the phone with the loan officers I would be more confused than when before I called them and it, or not being able to get in touch with them or I call them, leave a message so they don't call me back for several days and the whole time as a, you know, you talked about it at the beginning was it could be a very stressful time. It's one of the most stressful moments of most people's life. And um, so I, I vowed um, to, to make sure to eliminate those questions in the client's mind before they even know that they have the question. And so, and so from that, I mean, I have supreme availability. You, you've witnessed that. Every time you call, I'm answering the phone, you know. <laughs> Even if it's, hey, I'm running the restroom, I'll be right back. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> For the record, he communicated with me during the hurricane. It was awesome. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And so, um, you, you know, so from everything from, uh, so just, just 
answering people's questions, making sure, of, I always want them to hang up and go, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, especially when the government gets involved and it has all these regulations, there's so much that uh, a lot of the times, uh, clients don't mind so much the what that's there, like why all the paperwork and why or what what's up with all this. They they want to know like if you could just explain the why, why it's there, why the FBI needs to see that, why you know just yeah. they like okay, well it it takes a little work, but I don't mind anymore because you explained it. So that that's something I really pride myself on trying to accomplish. And then but but. Outside of that, too, like once Steve loves that I love this so much that uh, a very common thing when we talk about fees, you know, so not only the knowledge, but the, how much money is it going to cost out of a client's pocket to buy this home? So any fees that are less is always a good thing. Uh, I love the fact the most uh, standard thing in this industry is uh, a fee that, char- that is charged to the client is a loan origination fee, which typically nationwide is about 1% of the loan amount. So if it's a $200,000 loan, that's $2,000 above and beyond all the other fees that they have to pay for, uh, out of pocket on closing. Um, and so, um, But Fairway does not do that at all. So right off the bat, you come to Fairway, you immediately save thousands of dollars because of that. And so, so we get paid the commission from the company out of their pocket, not out of the pocket of the client. So, I mean, fees are, and then even the processing underwriting fees are, are less than your typical ones on top of that. So the fees, the support, the availability, but I can't, I keep saying that again and again, the support system is huge. So anytime, every situation is different. There's every day, there's a hundred new questions that arise. Um, uh, Steve, you can probably talk to this more, like the, the branch support and the, the team of underwriters. I love this, the CEO, the CEO goes, you know what, the, part, the, the people who ultimately make the, the, the yes-no decision are, are the underwriters. Well, the typical way of doing it is you go from the originator to the processor to the underwriter like on week three, and you can't, you know, you really can't even communicate with them. It's not cohesive. By the time it gets to step three, then you find problems. Well, Steve Jacobson, the CEO, says, you know what, doesn't it make sense to have a team of underwriters? So where they're not working on loans, they're there to answer questions within a three-minute period to, to the loan officer. So that's huge. So we can save uh, obstacles or no obstacles right from the beginning. Yeah, it's just one of those things where a lot of companies, they put these layers that they think are good for the overall process because they will weed out any unnecessary questions. Well... To Fairway, there are no unnecessary questions. You have a question that needs to be answered so that you have that knowledge moving forward, regardless of your level of expertise, right? So all questions need to be asked and all questions need to be answered. We don't need to be filtering anyone. It's not our job to decide who has a good or bad question, right? So Patrick, he can ask them whatever he wants if I'm unavailable and they will answer it regardless if it's a question that some may think is uh, easy or silly or or if it's the hardest question we've ever encountered. And uh, we have to give them those tools in order to keep the culture that we believe in. It's important. And uh, Jordan, I ask you a question. How many times have you spoken to different lending companies and you get different answers from the same question? (laughs) Daily. Okay, so do you know what causes that? That causes it from their last experience that they had coming from their own knowledge as a loan officer. Well, our answers come straight from the underwriters. So that's a difference. I definitely see all the differences in every single aspect of dealing with y'all, and I'm super appreciative to have you in my back pocket. Like, (laughs) my whole career, it's been short as well, but it's 
my purpose is to have, or I try very hard to have amazing people in my like, back pocket. So yeah. I'm appreciative that y'all are one of them. Oh, absolutely. I've always respected you from the moment I met you with all the things that you do. I mean, from your your design and marketing to, you know, your magazine to your charity events to your podcast. To, yeah, the list goes on and on. I'm like, I'm like See, this I, girl is killing it. This is, this is probably the only reason no, <laughs> Okay, so my rapid fire questions, and y'all can go back and forth. Um, is this where you thought, so this is where we're going to go back to being a little bit personal. So is this where you thought you would end up? stage in your life <laughs> this is where I hope to end up so so it and sometimes um, talking to my parents about this sometimes you got to have some really bad experiences to really appreciate the good ones when they come across and so I mean I talked to Steve about this if I had just switch career and come straight straight to fairway I would have known any different I, I would just overhear kind of stories from maybe other realtors or some other clients from past experiences, but I wouldn't know any different. But now I can see such a dramatic night and day difference. Yeah. So it's where I hope to be. So yes. <laughs> That's how I've been with real estate since I'm so, I'm so young. I hadn't really bought a house before. I didn't yeah. know anything about realtors or real estate agents. So I just am the way I am and I didn't know what, I right. had no idea that it was any different than mm. anyone else. I just think the philosophy is to be a good person and to do what you say you're going to do. And yeah. So. That's success. I love it, I, and I love Steve. And see, I, 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 every time I call my Steve, I love you. He goes, he goes, Patrick, I don't know what to do with all these. I love yous. <laughs> <laughs> Is this where you thought you'd Steve? Uh, no, no, it's not. Um, to be honest, I had a point in my life where I was going to. I was out of the industry. I was going to stay out of the industry. And I, I got pulled back into it from a really good friend. And to be honest, I, I, I was very good at Patrick's job. And I didn't have a high level of stress. It was very uh, good um, work-life balance. It, it, it was very easy. And uh, I really felt compelled to lead and to take a stronger position in, in trying to help people just through watching really bad leaders. I wouldn't even call them leaders, uh, bosses. So I watched enough really bad bosses to where I said, you know what, someone needs to be sincere and actually care. And so that's how I ended up here. But to answer your question, absolutely not. I did not think I wouldn't change it for anything. I love where I'm at. But it was not in my plans, no. Jordan, something you don't know is like if you go to the office on the front of Steve's door to his office, there are a bunch of sticky notes from all the people they're writing what they appreciate about him. They put it on his on this door. That's so cool. he's got a team who just loves him. It was for for bosses day and it was very, very, very nice. So I never took them down. Oh, that's super cool. So what are you currently trying to accomplish? Oh goodness. Um good question. I know the canned answer would be take over the world when it comes to, you know, being an amazing loan officer, but, you know, but, um, I mean, one of, but to go deeper than that, like I said earlier, is um, I'm actually an ordained minister, and so um, I wasn't making too much of a difference in people's lives sitting behind a computer writing computer code. So, you know, they, there's a cliche that says all the time, you know, turn your occupation into your ministry location, and so... 
there's only so much ministry you can do to a keyboard and mouse right. <laughs> and so so just any anything that I could do to be around people and incorporate something that could truly help them but also just be that extra layer of someone who can you know speak into people's lives and uh, and still you know just pour life into them you know that's fun to me so that's what I want to keep doing and be Wait, better at it um for me, I just want to continue to make meaningful relationships, regardless if it's home, work, personal, uh, you know, with our staffing. It's important to me to where if I find someone that's sincere, I, I do my best to make an impact on their life, and then I try to keep them in as a part of my life, right? Because there's so many um, non-genuine people out there that when you find one that that is you just try to hold on to them so i'm just trying to grow my circle of good people, good people. and try to leave a good lasting impression on them yeah. so when so they can say yeah you know that guy's not bad <laughs> keep the mic okay who do you admire most my wife for sure i don't even have to think about it so uh, we we have so much going on and i don't have a clue how she does all of the all of what she does in 24 hours i'm pretty sure she gets 36 hours a day oh God. because i tell you what that that lady keeps it together and she works with us mm -hmm. so she puts up with me all day and then puts up with everything else so definitely her super no questions cool. asked super cool <laughs> yeah. Your turn. Oh, his name is steve curtis oh. <laughs> yeah i'm just <laughs> No, um, no. But I would say the people that I admire the most are the, like Steve said earlier, uh, really people who have learned the true meaning of leadership. Like John Maxwell uh, always said, like leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And so, so many people out there that are in these leadership roles are trying to be leaders. They're 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 not trying to influence. They're just trying to get, you know. And so anyone who can, it's so far and few between and so uncommon to have people out there who can really lead and it comes from like Steve said from caring you have to care to lead people and to influence people and so so there's several people mentors I've had in my life you know that, that do that and so just those types of people so. what's the what's what's the one thing you continually continuously say that I really need to learn that from you <laughs> What is it? Patience. So, <laughs> so that's what I'm going to leave. That's going to be my impression on Patrick. It will be. Patience. What's your most effective daily habit? Um, I'd say pray. Okay. Yeah, it's because, um, you know, God is the life giver. He is, you know, my favorite verse in them. I don't mean to go preachy, but, you know, Jesus at the water, the woman at the water. I'm sorry, at the well, said, uh, you know, whoever drinks this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst, but the water I give will be in him a well of water springing everlasting life. And so that is the source of life. So go to him daily and get that life. <laughs> so I'll give a different answer since we've covered prayer, even though that's very important, but um, I, do, I do try to take just a little bit of time to myself in the morning before I start uh, my work day and just do some affirmations and think about, you know, the people that rely on me and the people that count on me and just try to make sure that I have all the strength that I need 
to give everything to them. So that at the end of the day, if I'm exhausted, I did my job right. <laughs> Super cool. Because Patrick will be calling me 20 times today. <laughs> what moment or event in your life have you learned the most from? Steve, go for it, man. Since the mic is over on your side of the table. Probably becoming a parent I knew that. it's got to be it has to be becoming a parent you just you change as a person it's a it's a deciding factor in who you're going to be from that point on you know you're a, you are one person up until someone else completely relies on you for everything and then you become who you're going to be for the rest of your life so that's definitely the patience came from there, Patrick. <laughs> so, um, yeah, for me, that's, God, it's just got to be it, you know? Yeah. Still your answer? No, no, no. Um, how personal you want to get on this? <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying, no, I'm saying mine would be uh, in 2009, I was a person who never believed in depression until I went through one back in 2009 and I went through a recovery process and a very highly specialized, uh, you know, recovery from, from trained counseling and and uh, how would you, you know, helping you change core beliefs. That's what it was all about. Um, I used to wear a rubber band around my wrist that no matter how much you stretch that rubber band, it, 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 it's gonna always snap back to its original form. So that's the original core beliefs. And so you had to learn how to change, if you had bad core beliefs, um, you had, you had to learn how to change them. And so I went through a two-year process of, do, of doing that. So that was a two-year... Coming and grown up. Hell yeah! <laughs> so, so, you know, so yeah. So the more that you stretch that rubber band, the more shape you have to, I don't know, settle into, I guess. So it, it changes you. So I learned a lot from that. So next question. What do you wish you would have known in your 20s? Oh, gosh. Um... In my twenties, I would say, I would say, if I could go back and tell young people, I did this the other day uh, to a young kid, uh, just say, if I can go back and tell myself anything, just start learning quicker. Uh, like I'm going back to John Maxwell. John Maxwell always taught, don't ever be goal oriented, be growth oriented. Because if you reach a goal, then you plateau. You know, so be always on a daily basis. How can I grow? Every day grow. And so you only can do that from getting around people who are in life where you want to be, who are are, are, further and, you know, and model that and learn from it. So start that at an early age, whether it be books, conferences, CDs, audiobooks, you know, everything like that. Just go back and start learning not just things you learn in school, but things that matter in life. Start that early. Slow down. <laughs> Just slow down. You, you know. Seem older than Patrick. <laughs> Observe what is around you. Don't be in such a hurry. That's what I would have done differently. In my 20s, I was in such a hurry to conquer the world that I probably missed a ton of stuff. You know? And now I just... Even while we're doing this, I'm looking around, you know, just kind of taking in, sitting outside. It's a good day. You know, just slow down, you know? That's the one thing I would tell a younger me. What do you do to live a balanced life? It's a great question, because I'm not sure that I'm currently in a good balance. 
Um, so you're happy. No, I'm very happy. Yeah, no, yeah, extremely happy. Um, I have a lot of love in my heart, obviously. Uh, so work is not work for me. So I think that helps balance it out, regardless of what I'm doing. But as far as personally, um, you know, we're going through a lot right now. House got flooded, crazy stuff. Yeah. So we're we're building our rebuilding our house. We're rebuilding our office. We're opening another office uh, right now. So I've got all while you're living with the in-laws. All while I sleep on the couch nightly. <laughs> oh so with all of that, all you can do is just smile, you know, because it's like out of all that, you know, I still just love every day. So it's like I don't have a lot of balance right now, but I can tell you that my family, my work family, the people around me. They keep me centered. So as long as I have them, I don't think it really matters what's going on. What do you do to live a balanced life? Oh, I would say to live a balanced life, seek after having balance. Seek, seek after the, having balance. I'm serious. Yeah. So many people don't seek to have balance. You know, I'm listening to a podcast right now that he keeps every episode. He talks about where in your body, being, balance, and business. Body, being, balance, and business. Those are your four core areas. Where are you doing in each one? Which ones are suffering? And and uh, for me, just like Steve, I was, you know, body, yeah, physically, health-wise, being spiritually, yes, uh, business. I was always accomplishing, trying to accomplish, accomplish, uh, uh, moving up the ladder and all that. But just balance, I never had. And so I've learned even from hearing that, it's just like, well, I had to be someone to purposely seek after that balance. <laughs> be purposeful yeah and, and finding balance and so it's amazing once you that light bulb goes off all of a sudden you start in, incorporating things in your life that maybe you never had there before and you can start really just enjoying so many different aspects of life that you never did before so what do you want others to know or remember about you oh that's I would say, um, after I'm gone, just someone that loved with everything in him. Just the word perfect love, because I know the Bible talks about that all the time, to seek after that perfect love, which a lot of people don't obtain in this life. Uh, just, But just to be able to truly, you know, I heard this a while ago and it stuck with me, like every situation that you, that you encounter, tough situations, small, big, it doesn't matter. Everyone, ask yourself before responding, what would love say in this situation? What would love do in this situation? And it changes things. So just someone that truly loves. And I'm not there yet, but I want to get there. I think uh, I just want people to say that have ever known me, the guy always gave more than he took. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> what did I not ask you that I should have? Um, I don't know. We didn't talk too much about personal stuff, so. What about business then? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've 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 been in this business for such a long time. Maybe what was the worst part about my business life? That would have been a tough one to answer. Um. But what I'll say is, you know, I've had a lot of experiences. I have lived a lot in the business world in a short period of time. And uh, 
you draw on those experiences and if you don't you you lose a little so i i always i i definitely use the principle the obstacles the way so if you put something in front of me i just go through it i figure out a way to make it my next triumph you know i definitely don't look for ways to go around it but um i don't even know if that answers your question but i tried to be as open with you as i could (laughs) you know Nothing. You did a thorough job in your questions, Jordan. It was amazing. <laughs> that, that such a cop out. <laughs> no, I really can't think of any. Okay. Any parting words of wisdom or anything about Fairway y'all want to put on the record? Fairway's amazing. Can't wait to help you. Hashtag hire me. <laughs> Hashtag call me. Go to my website, patrickthibodeau.com. Yes, please call Patrick. <laughs> I will help him. Patrick, what's your phone number? It's 832-392-4389. And you can go straight to my website, patrickthibodeau.com, P-A-T-R-I-C-K-T-H-I-B-O-D-E-A-U-X.com. And I'll put all this in the show notes. All right. Also, if you want to go by our Facebook page, give us a like, facebook.com backslash fairway NASA. Thank you guys so much for coming out to Starbucks with me and having some skinny lattes. Thank you Y'all so much. Some passion tea. <laughs> some passion yeah. tea. We had fun. Yeah, that was great. Thank you so much for having us, Jordan. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Cup with Joe, where I was pocketing with Stephen and Patrick. You'll find everything you need to know about them and Fairway in the show notes. If you would like to be featured in an upcoming episode or know someone that might be interested, please reach out to me. My cell phone number is 832-493-6685 and my email address is jordan at rewithjo.com. Until the next episode, bye!